Yoma per Gimel, Mishnah Yud Aleph 311. Since in the previous Mishnah we had mentioned certain families and personalities for praise, the Mishnah here rounds off with mentioning others who are mentioned for censure. The Mishnah says, Ve'elul Ganai, the following people are actually mentioned in a depreciating way. Shall base Garmu, the first one is base Garmu. Loratu Lamed Almas Alechem Apanim. They didn't want to teach their technique for the baking of the lechem apanam, the showbreads which were kept all week on the shulchan inside the kodesh. So they had a special technique to make these rather cumbersome and extraordinarily shaped breads. You'll recall the lechem apanam are 10 tefachim long and 5 tefachim wide. They're very large, and they're folded up um, and over with like little four corners, like kind of horns that point out, um, and it's a tricky business to make them. And they didn't want to teach the technique of how to bake them and get them out the oven successfully. And the Chacham were concerned that if they didn't teach their technique over time, the technique would be lost, and therefore they wouldn't be able to make the Lechem upon them properly. Yet, Beis Garmu refused to teach their technique. And the Mishnah actually says, excuse me, the Gemara actually says that they, the Chacham actually kicked them out. They said, if you're not going to share, we're going to get someone else to do it. And they stopped paying them their rather handsome fee that they were receiving. And the Chacham brought in experts, bakers from Alexandria um, in Egypt, which is sort of like the, the, the great metropolis of the world at that time. And unfortunately, even those great experts from Alexandria weren't able to successfully get these unusually shaped loaves out of the oven. So they were baking them out of an oven, um, and then they were going moldy. Anyways, because that just wasn't successful... Ultimately, the Chacham had to go and rehire Beis Garmo all over again, um, and Beis Garmo remarkably refused to come unless their wage was doubled, uh, which was certainly not uh, not great. So they're mentioned here as for censure. Second of all, we have Shel Beis of Tinas, Lorot Lamed Almasahktores. Beis of Tinas, they had a technique on how to make the incense, the Katoras, in the Beis of Mikdash. They had a special technique by using a ingredients called mala ashan, which made the smoke go directly up, like stick straight up in the air, and they refused to share exactly the identity of their special ingredient. And again, the Chum were concerned it would get lost, and then no one would be able to do it, but they refused to teach it. They were dismissed from their position. Chum brought in other experts, again from Alexandria, but the Alexandrian experts, uh, spice makers, couldn't make the incense rise straight up, unfortunately, went to the sides. Ultimately, they brought back in the Aftina's family to redo it. But again, they also refused to come unless their wage was doubled. Once again, not a great situation. And mentioned here for censure. Third of all, you have Hugros ben Levi. Haya yodea perek b'shir v'lorat l'lamed. This fellow Hugros ben Levi, he had a special technique for making one's voice extra pleasing. And he was like the choir master over there in the base of Mikdash. Um, but he wouldn't teach his techniques on how to make it. He had certain techniques with using his like thumb and his mouth and fingers on his lips and whatever he used to do. Um, but he wouldn't share them, those techniques, unfortunately, and therefore again mentioned here um, in a deprecating way. And finally, Ben Kamtsar, Loratzel Ahmed Almasa Ksav. Ben Kamtsar didn't want to teach his special technique regarding writing. What Ben Kamtsar could do was take four quills between his five fingers and kind of attach them, and write simultaneously 
all four of the letters of the Shem Hashem, Yud and Hey and Avav and Hey, simultaneously. And the Chum thought that was better than just a neat party trick. It also had the decided advantage of eliminating the possibility of someone talking in the middle of writing the Shem Hashem, which is forbidden as a forbidden hefsek, an interruption. And also they thought that it's that much less of a Ganai, a disgrace for Hashem's name to be incomplete. We don't want that. So therefore, he had a great technique, which they wished he would share with others, but he didn't want to. Al Harishonim Ne'emar Zecher Tzadik Levracha On the first ones, and the Bartanura and most learned we're talking about of the previous Mishnah, those people who were mentioned um, for praise, what they did, we say Zecher Tzadik Levracha The memory of the righteous is a blessing. Um, Val Elu, and on the latter ones, which most Mavarshim understand refers to the, those of this Mishnah, who are mentioned for, you know, in a deprecating way, Veshem Rishaim Yirkav, the name of the wicked shall rot, meaning that their memory should be lost. Um, so that's that. There are, there, are, there are those who learn that ultimately that uh, base of Tinas and base Garmu actually are from the Tzaddikim ultimately, and... Um, shouldn't have been called out, who they were actually righteous people, and just these last two individuals who refused to teach techniques about singing and writing. Um, that is another pshat in the Mishnah. And with that, we finish the third parak, and as it's from the fourth parak, we return back to the topic of the activities of the day of Yom Kippur.